What's going on, Trust the Process fam? This is your host, Chris Reed. Thank you very much for coming into another episode of Trust the Process. Today, I am excited to be bringing you this episode. I had the pleasure to sit down with a gentleman by the name of Joe Paluzzi. Joe Paluzzi is the founder of the Content Marketing Institute, which hosts the largest physical event in the content marketing space. Uh, This event is called Content Marketing World. If you've been there, you will know who Joe is. He is the guy that always wears orange. Uh, Joe and I sit down and have a great discussion today about what trusting the process means for him. Uh, Joe is a a great man who not only is super knowledgeable in the content marketing space, but he's also active in the fundraising side. Him and his wife both run the Orange Effect Foundation, which helps children with speech disorders uh, to help pay for their therapy. So tune in, stay on board here. We got a great episode coming your way. Before we get started, this is what I'm going to have you do. If you like the show, if you are getting value from the show, do me a favor, hop over to iTunes, leave me a review. If you like me, leave me five stars. The more reviews I get, the more exposure, and this will help me continuing to bring you great guests such as Joe to share their story, their insight, their wisdom, so that when we continue to learn what our goals are, we can tap into these great people as resources and know that we can trust the process in order to get where we're going. So stay tuned, here we go. Trust the process with Joe Paluzzi. All right, so welcome to Trust the Process Show. It's a uh, real pleasure today to be joined by entrepreneur, author, founder of the Content Marketing Institute, the one everyone sees in September wearing the orange suit, (laughs) and more impressively, a lifelong Cleveland Browns fan, Joe (laughs) Paluzzi. You know, it's better, thanks Chris, it's better these days. Uh, It's funny because I've been, a season ticket holder for over 10 years now and i i saw more wins this year than the previous i think six or seven combined so uh, we're we're feeling pretty good feeling yeah pretty you know good. you had a, a pretty good year in that baker mayfield man i think you guys actually might even have a chance to make the playoffs coming up so you know i think a lot of people were concerned because they were they were thinking okay is this another johnny manzel yeah. situation but he proved right away i just love his leadership style and uh, and why I, I think the 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 ceiling on this kid is really high, and I'm gonna be it's gonna be impressive to watch him grow over the next couple of years. So. Yeah, you know when your when your season starts off without an L, even though it was a tie, I believe is that how you guys started the year off? Was it? I was there absolutely. It's so yeah. funny because we were down twenty. I think if I remember correctly, twenty-one to seven. There was. I don't know, eight minutes left in the game. And we're like, hey, we scored a touchdown against the Steelers. That's better than what we normally do. And then fumbled it. It was 21-14. I'm like, oh, we got it. We actually had a chance to win that game, uh, but we couldn't couldn't kick a field goal. But we're like, okay, tie. What are you going to do? We'll take it. Because after going 0-16 the year before, who knew? Hey, you've already surpassed all expectations. (laughs) That's right. I was like, oh, it's a tie. It's better than a loss. (laughs) 
Uh, well, it's a pleasure, man. I know you've done a lot of great things for the city of Cleveland, too. I've had a chance to go to Content Marketing World, and uh, you kind of are a big deal out there. You, I think you've done a lot for the community, a lot for bringing people into the city, and really showcasing that Cleveland is actually a pretty good spot, right? It's uh, um, it's nice to see somebody who's proud of where they're from. So Thank you. Yeah, I, I love, I'm totally in love with Cleveland. Uh, and honestly, from an event standpoint, we started Content Marketing World in 2011. The city really got behind it. I mean, what's what's different, if you go to an event in San Francisco, you go to an event in Chicago, you go to an event in New York, I don't care what size event, you're going to get lost in a city like that. Um, nobody knows what's going on. You come to Cleveland, you you see it right away. We got the taxi toppers. You go down, you see the banners for Content Marketing. I mean, we're a small, I mean, relatively speaking, it's not... Uh, Dreamforce or anything. There's not 150,000 people. Yeah. You get 4,000 people in there. We took over the city. You go to the hotels. They're wearing the little content marketing world buttons. I mean, it's just, it's fun to see a city get behind an event. That's why I try to get other events to come to Cleveland and say, look, you get more attention here. Right. And plus it's cheaper to run an event here. Cheaper. I mean, come on. There's a lot of good things about it. And uh, this city is, is, I mean, kind of what Pittsburgh did a few years ago and they really uh, took the turn up in Cleveland, and now you see sort of that thing happening in Detroit. So you see a lot of these Midwestern cities really uh, sort of change their roots from manufacturing to marketing and media and healthcare, and, and uh, it's exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you've been in you've been Cle Cleveland most of your life, yeah? I grew up in Sandusky, Ohio, which is just an hour west of Cleveland. So if you know Cedar Point Amusement Park, a lot of people do, one of the largest amusement parks in, in the world. Um, I grew up, you know, basically a block away from a roller coaster and then, you know, went off to college and, and ended up in Cleveland, Ohio, because that's where my fiance was. I didn't have a job. And I'm like, well, she's got a job. I don't have a job. Well, it's as, Cleveland's as good a place as any. Moved in uh, in 1997 and I've been here ever since and, and absolutely love it. That's amazing. So, and kind of, I guess, segueing into to the show, right? It's like trust the process. Uh, you've obviously, like you said, didn't have a job, you're in Cleveland, and then you fast forward from 97 to, I guess now, I can't believe we're already in 2019, but you yeah. fast forward a couple decades, and you've really done a lot of amazing things in your life that I'm sure you're quite proud of, and your family and friends are super proud to see you do. Um, but kind of going back, I think we touched on before we, we started recording here, as I, I saw the presentation at a content marketing world with you know the record, repeat, remove uh, mentality in terms of just life itself but also content and being both of those areas you seem to do very well. Has that been something that you use to get you to where you are? How did Joe Paluzzi become the Joe Paluzzi wearing the orange suit in September, you know, getting the crowd pumped up, everyone cheering for him? Well, thank you. I, uh, a lot of luck, uh, a lot of being in the right place at the right, right time. Uh, you had a, a wonderful partner. My wife uh, has really, it was our, you know, Content Marketing Institute was not my company, it was our company. Yeah. A great team, all that stuff. But, I mean, if you go back to that presentation that you saw about Record, Repeat, Remove, that's the first non-marketing. I mean, there was marketing in it, of course. Yeah. It's the first non-marketing presentation I've done in 20 years. And I was excited about it because I wanted to share and say, look, I, you know, back in, you know, 97, I graduated from Penn State. I had a master's degree. I basically, I wanted to be in sports marketing. 
Okay. So I graduated from Bowling Green State University in 95, and I, I was in communications. I wanted to go to sports marketing. I interned at the Cleveland Cavaliers and then realized how much people that aren't athletes make in marketing. <laughs> in, 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 uh, in, in the industry. And if you are not the athlete or you're not an executive, you work long hours, you don't get paid anything. And uh, the guys that I was working with, guys and gals, you know, they're working 80 hours a week. They're getting paid a little over minimum wage. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do you guys do this? And I decided, okay, well, maybe that's not for me. I'd like to make some money and actually support my family. I went on and, and uh, got, went to Penn State for a couple of years just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I started teaching public speaking there. And then, you know, told you I got, came back to Cleveland. My fiance was there in, in 97, have this master's degree, no experience. And I started looking for a job. And what's funny is I'm submitting my resume to all these people. And I had to take my master's degree off my resume because everyone was looking at it and saying, well, you're over, you're overqualified from an education standpoint. You don't have any experience. We can't hire you. So I took that off and I started doing temp jobs, basically filing. Yeah, so I'm doing filing jobs. I'm working in basic banks, and I'm getting these filing jobs, and I'm getting ten bucks an hour, and I'm thrilled to even just have a job because I, I'd like to afford an apartment and things like that and food. So I'm doing all that kind of stuff, and I just happened into this insurance Medical Mutual Ohio, which is old Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I was ha I happened into getting a temp job there. They hired me on the spot. And I ended up taking over that department. It was all internal communications and started to get into database work and some computer stuff. And I'm like, oh, this, you know, this is something. And then found my job in media. I actually, because of my experience at Medical Mutual Ohio, learning how to create databases, I got an interview at Penton Media, which is a large business media company, and got it exposed to this thing called content marketing. And nobody knew what it was at the time. Nobody called it content marketing then. It was called custom media and custom publishing. And I fell in love with it, Chris, right away because I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. It's like as, as Google starts to grow, as social media starts to grow, people are going to have to actually create their own content, their own information. They can't just interrupt their way to success. And I started to sell this stuff. And I used to talk to chief marketing officers and said, hey, uh, are you doing custom publishing? And they were already falling asleep as I was talking to them because wow. who wants to do custom publishing? Nobody. Nobody wanted to do publishing. Nobody wanted custom media. I don't know what that is. But I went in and started using this term, Chris, called content marketing. And I said, are you doing any content marketing? Well, they didn't know what I was talking about, but they were intrigued enough because, as you know, you work with marketing people. And if yeah. you call something marketing, they're intrigued. It's like, oh, yeah, marketing, uh, content marketing. <laughs> we're doing content marketing. And, and I knew right then, I'm like, okay, that might be the thing. And, and as this whole thing was going on and we were growing this content marketing division, basically doing magazines, newsletters, and then onto webinars and article posts for companies like Microsoft and Parker Hannafin and big B2B companies, I always wanted to start my own business. And, I, and part of the presentation you saw was about recording your goals. Like, what do you want to do? And I always kept a journal with me and I always had a goal and that goal was to start a business. I wanted to start a business and I talked to my wife about it all the time and basically 2006, 2007 came around and I'm complaining because I want to start this business and she says, you have to set a time frame to this. You can't just wish it. Right. So I changed my goal. I changed what I record and I said, I want to start a business by the end of March 2007. 
And I wrote that down in my last day of pet media. It was the last day of March, 2007. Yeah. On April 2nd, 2007, what became known as Content Marketing Institute was born. And this whole process of record, repeat, remove, that, and we can get into it if you want to, that sort of led me on everything we wanted to do and that I, how I wanted to grow the company, how I wanted to sell the company, you know, those types of things. It was all about this. You know, if you want something, you actually have to write it down. If you really believe in it, you, ha you have to create this thing as a habit. How do you create that process? You have to, re you have to repeat it, look at that on an ongoing basis and repeat it. I want to I wanna look at it in the morning. I want to look at it before I go to bed. So I dream about this goal. I dream about it and figure out, okay, what is this thing look like so that that becomes my real identity? I feel like I'm a business owner. I feel like I can be successful, but what do I have to do to get there? And then that's all about you. You talk about trust the process. Part about that trusting the process is removing all the crap that's in front of you so that you can be that person that you want to be or that business owner that you want to be. So it'd be things like, okay, well, if I want to create a multi-million dollar company and I want to sell it someday for $15 million, well, how, how do I get there? Well, I have to remove, I have to stop doing all the things that I'm doing that's getting in my way right now. So I'd be like, well, somebody that does that, they don't watch a lot of TV because I could be listening to podcasts. I could be reading articles. I could be thinking about the strategy of the business. So I stopped watching basically most television. Um, well, I stopped listening to a lot of music and I started listening to, to podcasts instead, a lot, a lot of things like that. Um, well, somebody like that is always in really good shape. Um, you know, they work out in the morning. You get that, the, the free drugs going and the endorphins going. Well, I'm going to work out every morning. So I started to run again. So in 2007, I used to be a cross-country runner. And I gave it up. I remember the first day in 2007, I went out and ran. I ran a half mile. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, what, the, what the heck happened? I lost everything. I lost all my endurance. And now right. one of my goals, is, as I talked about in the presentation, is to do you know, two half marathons a year. It's not, you know, it's not an Ironman or anything, but that keeps me fit and motivated and doing those things. So that whole thing of record, repeat, remove of everything I want to do has been working for me. And then I've taken that and made it personal as well. So it's not just about career. So I just started in 2007 with this career idea. What does it take to be an amazing business owner? What does it take to be able to provide for my family? All my goals are around career financial. And then I started to think of, okay, well, I want to be a good father. How do I record, repeat, and remove around that? Uh, I want to be in good shape. I want to live a long life for my kids who are now 15 and 17. How do I do that? And I created this record, repeat, remove for them. Uh, spiritually, what does that mean? Phil uh, uh, philanthropy and fundraising. You know, how do I give to other organizations? Now, that's used to be part of it. So now I, I created these six categories that, that fit into all those, including financial and career-oriented goals. And, and I still do it today. I mean, I've taken the last you know, 2018 was a sabbatical year for me. I took the year off, but I still kept focusing on, you know, non-financial, non-career-oriented goals. And, and that's why I did that presentation, the content marketing world, because I mean, I don't, you can read all these in books. There's a lot of amazing books out there. This is what worked for me. And I just wanted to share that with other people. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate that. Cause, um, I think as I study people, and I think you mentioned this in your, in your presentation, you've been a student of people that have been successful growing up, right? It's, 
Um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. So what I, what I hear and what I've seen with other people too is when you write it down, there's almost like this declaration to the world that you're saying. It's like this accountability you have to create to yourself of like, if I write it down, it's stated, it's documented. Yep. But if we don't release it out of our head, it's kind of like a, well, it's a thought. Um, and that thought can inspire you for like getting up and running a half mile and going, okay, that was a really bad thought. Now I'm like sucking in, sucking wind, right? But mm -hmm. by recording it, uh, at least you tell yourself, okay, this is what I want. And I think it also leads into this whole fake it till you make it mantra, right? And I think people look at that of like, well, you fake it. What does that actually mean? And what I think I'm hearing from you is that in order for you to fake it, because you're not, whenever you start something new, you're not going to do it perfectly because it's new. But if you put yourself and say, what would someone who's really good at that do in this situation? Yep. Well, they would stop watching TV because they'd have to prepare for tomorrow or they would. So that's what I'm hearing is that fake it till you make it mentality you brought in of like, that's what I have to do in order to like, it's like a presence, not even so much a, an action item. I'll give you actually that you, you, you summarized it really well. I'll give you a good example of what I'm dealing with right now and how I, how I used exactly what you said. So, you know, I've, I've done a lot of things in marketing and business and I've, I've written five business books. And in 2018, my goal was to write a novel. I always wanted to try it. I always felt I had it in me. But writing a novel, writing something in fiction is completely different, a completely different animal than nonfiction. I know how to write a nonfiction book. I can, you can do it multiple different ways. I have that down. But I'm like, I, had, I was so stuck, Chris, on trying to figure this thing out. But then I'm, you know, to taking your advice and my own advice, I'm like, well, what does a writer do? A writer writes every day to that fake it till you make it. So I'm like, and I was started to listen to some podcasts. I started reading, you know, uh, Stephen King's book on, on writing. And I was like, you know what? You sit in front of whatever you write on, whether it's a journal, notepad, or whether it's a computer, and you sit down and you write. Pick a minimum time and you write every day. And whether it's crap or not, you're going to write. And I said, well, I think that if I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to be a, a novelist or a fiction writer, that, that, they, that person me, hopefully, would write an hour a day. So I'll, I, I basically started in September, right after Content Marketing World, because I wanted to write this novel, and I was way behind on that goal because I was stuck. And I said, I'm going to sit in front of this computer every day for an hour, and I'm going to write. And to fake it till you make it, this first stuff was terrible. But you kind of get into a rhythm, and you learn. And, like, that's, you know. and I go back to that stuff that I started to write. And I'm like, well, that's really bad. And now I, now I'm writing a completely different rhythm. I've got a feel, I feel like a writer. And this week, actually tomorrow I will have finished my novel. Good for you. It'll be done. My wife's going to read it. Um, it's a hundred thousand words. I feel pretty good about it. I don't know if it's great or good, but you know, it's the first draft and we'll see, but getting to that one hour a day. And now if somebody asks me, you know, what do you do? I feel really comfortable saying, I'm a writer. That was the identity that I wanted to be. That was who I was trying to project and that fake until you make it is, well, then if I say I'm a writer, I've got to write right. every day. Just like you, you interview athletes, right? Well, even if an athlete gets up in the morning, they don't feel like doing their thing. What do they do? They go and do the work right. every day. Even if it's boring to them, or they don't feel like doing it. They go and do it. So the same thing with everything, being a business owner, being a writer. And that's where, I feel, I don't want to say this, uh, I don't want this to come out wrong, but I feel bad for a lot of my friends 
Because when they say they have a goal, but they say they can't do something, I'm like, well, yes, you, you, you don't have to be in that job that you hate. You don't have to do those things. You feel like they're almost like they have the shackles on them. They can't do anything about it. And I'm like, well, you know, you keep the job that you want to do, but do the thing you love and, and do it every day. And, and before you know it, you're doing the thing you love every day and for a living and you're, you're loving your life. And, and that's what, you know, that's what I want. I think that's what you're saying. That's what I want to get people to, to take out of what I'm doing. And, um, you know, you can do that. You just have to put in the work every day. Yeah. And it's funny you said that, and you mentioned running earlier too. So like I made this crazy goal, not crazy, but, um, I was going to run this marathon at Olympia, Washington. I live on Vancouver Island. So it's just across oh, the water. Yeah. Um, and there's this mountain marathon on Mount Olympia. And I'm like, man, that sounds really hard. Um, and my first marathon, let's do something that's just difficult, right? Like, so when I showed up, like every morning I wake up and I have a lot going on. So I get up at like 4am cause I got to get my miles in. And, uh, it's just one of those things I wake up. Okay. What would someone do? Like, it's, that's just like, what would someone do when they want to be successful in this? Well, they get up. Well, it's, and I don't know if you've been to the Pacific Northwest in the winter, but it rains hard. Mm -hmm. It's like pissing rain. It's just like, I just got to go run. Right. And, um, so I got injured a couple of days ago. Like my Achilles is all kind of banged up and I got six weeks to this race and I kind of got down on myself for a moment there. And I'm like, you know, I guess it's over. I guess I can't do the marathon. But then I'm like, I kind of went back to that mentality again of like, what would a mar what would a, a trained marathon runner do? Well, they'd find a different way to get their cardio in while they recover. So it's like, I guess I'm going to hit the pool for six weeks until this heals up so that when I'm going, I'm still in good shape. So good. I think as we have to look at continue to remind ourselves um, and give ourselves this like self-empathy and, and credit for we are capable of what we want to do. And that's what I'm hearing you of just like even going as like a novel writer. It's like you at one point weren't the, the founder of Content Marketing Institute. You were just Joe Puzzi doing administrative work, but you had this vision, you had this goal and you sat into, I am that person. Um, and I think that's the real process that I'm hearing with you, Joe, is this like, truly living into what it is that you record like and really living into those steps um mm -hmm. those steps i think are, are pretty basic when i when you like i go back and i heard them i thought that is so simple and i think there's so such simple. a beauty in simplicity that you can remember it's three words it, it's it's so incredible <laughs> you know it's funny as, as you're talking and, and i'm talking about these things you're almost like uh there's people are so people out there that have accomplished great things are so much smarter than I am. They they've, but then you, you know, you go back and you read the story of Jeff Bezos and you read the story of, and they all had the same doubts. They had, you know, they just kept doing the same thing every day. And that's where, you know, I get to that, you know, I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich. And it, it, I'm stealing, you know, record, repeat, remove you could look at think and grow rich and you could find the same things or you could go to seven habits with Stephen Covey and find the same things. Actually, uh, James clear just wrote a book called atomic habits. It's the same type of thing. It's all about this record, repeat, remove. You create this process. You you feel, you know, who is that person you want to be? And then you do what a person that accomplishes all those things, what they do every day and you create your own process and it doesn't have to be perfect but you just do the work every day. And um, that's where 
Like if I have to, and that's why I love keeping goals down in a journal and I try to get people it's like, look, take it. I got my journal you know, right here in front of me, my orange one. No. And, uh, and I take it with me wherever I go. Cause I want, and I've got my goals right here in front. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to review that in the morning. I'm going to review it before I go to bed because you got, then you have to adjust the process like you just did. You're like, okay, here's my goal. I'm going to, I'm going to make that marathon, but man, I got a barrier in my way. Well, okay. I got to change my process. The goals, the goal remains the same. Absolutely. I got to change the process. It's, so it's like, if you, you were asking about, you know, starting content marketing Institute. So Great. 2010, when we started Content Marketing Institute, I was in, our family was in incredible debt. I had two small kids. There, there's no, it was like, there's no way we can get this done. I got no money. I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, well, what, what do I need to do to create a following so that I can monetize that following? Well, I got to create an audience. Mm-hmm. You got to create an audience that knows, likes, and trusts me, trust, trust us, so that I could ultimately monetize that. And that's where we came up with, well, what does that look like? Well, for us, I think that we need to deliver a really valuable article every day, Monday through Friday on minimal resources. Well, how do I do that? Okay, so then figuring out that whole process. So that's really all we did from basically 2007 to the end of 2010. It was delivering a piece of content every day and to have a really, really good, valuable e-newsletter so that we could at the end of 2010, we had about 30,000 subscribers. Well, you get 30,000 subscribers, then you can monetize stuff. Then we launched the magazine Chief Content Officer, and then we announced, oh, we're going to do content marketing role. Well, I was like, okay, great. That's a great idea. What does it take to be successful for an event? I'm like, well, maybe I can get 100 to 150 people to Cleveland in September of 2011. Is that possible to do? Like, yeah, I think we could do it. It's going to be a stretch. Well, we just kept working it, working it, working it. We had 660 attend that year. And five years later, we had 4,000, which, and events, anybody listening to this that wants to do an event, once you get to that point, events are really profitable. They're wonderful, wonderful things. And plus, you get all the money up front. Right. So, from a cash flow basis, it's fantastic. So, I love events. Anybody has questions on events, let me know. Um, so, those, those types of things. But that, and that was just, you know, work in the system. And so you look at worked really hard from 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, really saw some things happen in 2011, 2012. Everyone said, Oh my God, Joe's an overnight success. I'm like, <laughs> what? So I was like, I didn't think, I didn't think we were going to make it. Right. But, you know, you sort of, you keep reading it over. I'm a successful business owner. We're going to create the largest online destination for content marketing. I mean, those are my goals. And I'm reading them over and over again, and you start believing it, and then you create habits that lead into that, fuel that goal, and then before you know it, you hit it. And and, and kind of like almost, I know we're getting close to, to time here, but kind of like just really summarize what I heard there as you were saying that, Joe, is uh, like anybody mentioned like Bezos and all the other guys out there that have started something. We're all human at the end of the day, and we all have these self-doubts. I mean, our brain is super powerful and it can be super in our own way a barrier right um but what i'm hearing is like those thoughts of like i'm sure that crept up of like can i do this will we make it by writing it down and repeating it almost kind of like knocks those thoughts away it's just like nope i will be successful i will be the top content marketing resource like it just kind of bangs away those 
can I or will this happen? Because you're just giving that declaration to the universe of like, I will, mm-hmm. I'm going to be by this date. Well, the only thing I would change about what you're saying, you're absolutely right. The only thing I would change is, and I, I said this, some of this incorrectly, but I like to use the present tense. Okay. So we have the leading online marketing destination for content marketing. I like it. Uh, I, I am a best-selling author. Mm. Uh, I am a five, I am, uh, I pub. here's one. This, uh, this is one that's still in there. I, I publish a book every two years. So I do this. So that's when I'm getting to my point. I'm like, Oh my God, I publish every two years. That's my identity. I got to get working. Because if I don't do this now, I'm not going to publish in 2019 and get this thing going. So saying it in the present and you're right, you say it over and over again. It's like, Oh yeah, I am. I am an athlete. Well, what does an athlete? What does an athlete do? What? Okay, does all these things creates that process around that? I am a marathon runner. Yeah, marathon runner works out every day. You know those types of things. You're absolutely totally. right. Well, Joe, man, I uh, I love the simplicity. I, I love your passion for what you do. Um, when's the novel? When is the novel going to come out? The first Joe Paluzzi. Oh. God, I first of all, I hope it doesn't suck. I, I, I as much as <laughs> I mean, I don't know, right? It, it, I think it's gonna be okay, but you know, I never know what how it's gonna be. I felt that same way about the first book I ever wrote in 2007. I thought it was terrible, but it ended up working out. Um, so I'll get it finished here, and then I'm gonna send it on to have my sons read it, send it out to the second review level make some more changes, third review level. I would figure that probably in March, I'll, I'll go out to a, an editor. And actually, I need to find an agent cool. because I don't think I want to self-publish this one. I've self-published before. I can absolutely self-publish. I could do it on a blog. But all I want to do is get it out to people. So if, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So I would say if all things go well, maybe, you know, I got to keep my goal. So I've got to get it out by the end of the year. So I've got to keep that March timetable. I've got to get it to the publisher, do all the marketing, get everything done so that by, by fall and winter, we've got something out there. So we'll, we will see. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, if anything, you'll sell one copy because I'll... Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll give it to you for free, man. <laughs> there you go. I'll have you review it. You can tell me it's good or bad. Sounds good. I'd be happy yeah. to review it for you, Joe. There you go. Um, awesome, man. Well, look, I appreciate it. Um, again, man, it's been a real pleasure. I... I think what you say um, works in so many ways, right? Not just goals, but even going back into marketing. I think anything that you have intention to do, record, repeat, remove, is just really a a path to get you there, Um, no matter what it is. Like you said, being a good father, being a good brother, a good boss, a good leader, an entrepreneur, these three steps, um, although, well, no, not trademarked to you, but steps that you've implemented into your process, obviously have shown that they've worked for you and uh, I hope someone from here can hopefully take some inspiration and, and create some, uh, some new processes for them. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. This was fun. All right, Joe. Thanks my friend. Yeah. Thank you.